Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, this is your DM Clark. It's sort of a special day today. We're celebrating our one year anniversary, and I just I just want to take a moment to sit down and talk to you all about how we met. So it all started back in the uh nineteen ninety something. Uh, my mom was a strong woman, brought us to church, where I met, uh, playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards one day, uh, the... Hello and welcome to back to Potty Doo, no, where are you? No, it is a podcast named Scooby-Doo. That's our prop named Scooby-Doo podcast. We record that on Tuesdays, <laughs> this is Wednesday. So thank you for coming back, if you're... If you're following us chronologically, we are in Season 2, Episode 9, this Backstage Rage. I really Join- can't wait till we do that uh, Frozen one with the caveman that I hear so many good things about. Oh, I'm excited. excited for that the one. one that won all the Zemmys. Yes, that one. I believe um, there is a scene in which Velma and a uh, ice block, they roll up close and personal. I'm really excited oh to see that turns out. <laughs> I am Wint. I am Winston, and I am wearing a cape and a fedora. Join by... Uh, Tyler, I am uh, wearing a Scooby-Doo costume. <laughs> okay, so yeah, usually Clark wears a Scooby-Doo costume, but uh, uh, I don't have to find anything else to wear. <laughs> I am Chris. I will be wearing just the mascot. Uh, I'm Tony, and I should really think of something more creative. Good job, Tony. I'm Bobby, and I'm wearing a turtleneck for pants. <laughs> <laughs> it does what it needs to. <laughs> it looks nice. Hey, Bobby, can you reach this top shelf for me? Where's no. The, <laughs> where's the neck of the turtleneck? <laughs> exactly where you think it is. <laughs> and featuring, calling in from a distant state. Uh, I'm wearing nothing because Tyler took my Scooby-Doo costume. My name is Clark. <laughs> you guys are awful for, for sending me away. You know, so I I usually give a plot synopsis while everyone else chimes in, but this week I was busy at Scooby t- ScoobyCon 2017. Find Don't us Google in it. Chicago it's or Indianapolis. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret convention. <laughs> Attendance is really high. We don't want the normies to find it. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, it's the best comedian convention in the world. Push! Don't tell anyone. You can also find me in my uh, Scooby Doo Minecraft RP server. I am the Creeper XX 64. <laughs> Was 69 taken? Unfortunately, so. So, anyway, Chris will be handling the plot synopsis this week because I, I was busy hosting a panel on why there are no guns in Scooby Doo. Actually, an interesting fact about that the only uh, gun is a tranquilizer gun used in a more modern episode. Oh, uh, thank you, Chris. That was actually uh, the conclusion of my PowerPoint. I'm oh, glad uh, you were in the audience. Bye, <laughs> Thunder. Uh, well, I'd be happy to leave you all in this uh, adventure that we're all going to have together, solving this mystery. Although that is a strong word for what today's episode brought us. <laughs> so, we open this act with 
Scooby and Shaggy taking a casual stroll <laughs> down a dark, poorly lit street. In some uh, might say poorly drawn as well. Also, yes. Um, I'd like to open with that Shaggy and Scooby are both whistling in the worst animation I have ever seen in the world. Uh, Winston, can you describe what the whistling is like? I cannot, Bobby. Can you can you describe what the whistling was like? Imagine a dog whistling. <laughs> that's pretty accurate. <laughs> now that's Shaggy. <laughs> Scooby looks like a round brown flute. He, there's only two. Like they must have only drawn two pictures because there's one of Scooby like breathing inward, and then one of him out, and nothing else. So it just moves back and forth. <laughs> so imagine that. Uh, so we have our our heroes uh, walking on the street. Shaggy declares, uh, he pulls a pizza out of nowhere and declares he always should have, or he should have been a pizza guy because he always wanted to be. I argue. Shaggy, you're like 22. That's like, and like high as fuck. Follow your dreams. Yeah, very easily accomplishable goal, but okay. Speaking of, did, uh, we, did so, we mention the name of the episode? I, I, I believe Well, I he's believe. not 22. Let's be clear here. If he was 22, he would have purchased a firearm <laughs> by now. Yes, he's he a might, teen. Yes, okay. So he's, yes. But he's old enough to buy a rifle. Um, if he was over 18, yes. So probably yes. But he's also a hippie, so he's very young. <laughs> Guys, I completely missed it. Did we say the name of the episode? Backstage Rage! Yes. <laughs> he's nonviolent, the same way he's a vegetarian. <laughs> when the clear pepperonis on that pizza. Veggie pepperoni. <laughs> Veggie roni. <laughs> so, Shaggy and Scooby see a car drive by, and Tony, can you explain what happens during this Scene. A shadowy neighborhood watch figure <laughs> drops a violin case out of the car, and they're like, oh, sir, uh, I think you dropped this, but then he drives away. They open it up, and they're like, holy moly, look at all this money. How much pizza and doobies we can buy with this? I mean, hang on, we better call the gang. Not the police. <laughs> Not the police, the gang, because they're totally going to just steal this money and buy pizzas with it. <laughs> Yeah, really no clear reason why. Shaggy puts Scooby in charge of guarding this case instead of just holding it himself while he calls the game. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Well, he's got to type with one hand and hold the phone with the other. <laughs> Another car pulls up and a female dog comes by distracting Scooby because Scooby wants... What does he want? Uh, you know... Sex. Pretty much. He wants that Scooby Dooby... Donk a donk. That was, that was actually Scooby Chris's guy. panel at Scooby Con. Bestiality themes in the Scooby Doo universe. <laughs> I'm working on making it a more regular segment on this show. <laughs> can we? Yeah, can we aside with that for just a second? Right. Is it not okay. normal for Scooby Doo uh, when someone else besides the gang calls him a dog? He's like, Rock? Where? Doesn't he say that? Isn't that what, normal? That he- he doesn't know he's, he's a dog? I think, it, I think it has happened, though. Yeah, Clark's right. I mean, I mean, okay. Just so, because he doesn't know whether or not he's a dog doesn't mean he doesn't want to fuck a dog. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Excellent point, Bobby. <laughs> it's just Scooby, uh, also, so, if Scooby anyway. is, is not aware that he's a dog, and this just goes back to the bestiality thieves, if he's not aware that he's a dog, does he think he's a human and is attracted to dogs? Well, well pardon me, in my research of typing in, does Scooby do know he's 
he's a dog. It's corrected to, does Scooby use steroids? Does Scooby-Doo have a girlfriend? Does Scooby talk? Does Scooby die? Those were all well, the same person. Obviously, from this episode, we know that Scooby does not have a girlfriend, because he's all about to get his Scooby snacks on, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Apparently, there's a bodybuilder named Scooby, by the way. Anyway. Do you think there's an art? Like, this dog levitates into the second vehicle, which uh, steals the violin case after distracting Scooby-Doo away from it. Uh, <laughs> it turns out that that dog was a puppet. Um, which Shaggy comes back to and he's like, oh, Scooby, where's the case? And then he ex- has to explain to him that he wanted to fuck a puppet dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he knew it was a puppet yeah, at the time. No, it just it flew a- away. He, he said, some, away. some, like, sexy dog came up to me and I'm hitting on her. You know, I got my A game. Show, <laughs> showing my sweet bling, my pizza, my be- money, and then she disappears. <laughs> with the money. <laughs> so, um, so I believe they find a 20. Also, if I might cite a Reddit post, Scooby-Doo most likely doesn't think of himself as someone's dog, which is why he is referred to as their dog. He gets confused. He clearly knows he is a dog. He frequently refers to himself as a dog. He has dog relatives. He is sexually attracted to other dogs. He goes to the vet. All that being said, he clearly also thinks of himself as, quote, people, because he is, he talks, he contributes to the group productively, and he maintains a close equal friendship with a human. Productively is such a strong (laughs) word. Equal friendship is such a strong word. (laughs) Arguably, is there a lost episode where Scooby is magically turned into a dog from a grown man? Oh, the unaired episode zero? Right? Yeah, that's that's actually Scooby-Con's favorite episode. There's so many cosplays of human it's Scooby. It's a secret. <laughs> Scooby-Con. Scooby-Con 2017. It's a secret. <laughs> don't Google it. That's why it's their catchphrase. We, we, don't, we don't want the clicks. We don't want the hits. We don't want the guests to know where, we're, where they're going. <laughs> Hey, if you're a guest at ScoobyCon, we meet you at an airport in a limousine where we throw a bag over your head, then you wake up in front of a panel. <laughs> hey, that was a good one. I'm also trying to get a nice little booth for my RP server, so you can find me on Patreon at uh, ScoobyCon RP server. It's a secret. <laughs> the three H's and shush. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Remember when Scooby Doo met Guns N' Roses? <laughs> oh, yeah, it happen. And so the wizard said, Scooby, you have to solve a hundred mysteries and then you'll be turned human. <laughs> you guys- <laughs> Wow. That would be such a great plot. Do you remember, hey guys, remember that one Dungeons and Dragons podcast we used to do before Guns N' Roses sued us? <laughs> what a joke. That's a callback. It's, right? it's a, shh, it's a secret. <laughs> I, think it was Motley, I think it was Motley Crew that we were talking about there. Guns N' Roses met Scooby Doo. Motley, Motley Crew sued us and ruined our podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Damn you're it, right. Crew Motley. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so they decide, <laughs> how do they, they end up getting to that house? Like, they, they find a puppet stick. Yeah. Oh, right, that has Because been- he snipped the, he snipped the cords on the dog when he was bringing it back <laughs> okay. up. Well, not, not like that, not like that. But. 
But like the strings that were holding up the dog, for some reason, he decided to snip so that way he could pull the fake dog. Maybe because it would. I don't want to spoil the ending. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So they they find the address on this thing. They go to this man's house. I believe they actually knock this time. I don't think it's a house so much as an auditorium. True, but they do actually don't just stroll in. I yeah, do that. And they actually, well, they come with kind of a doorman, so they do at least make some effort to be cordial. Uh, guy talks to them and says, oh, I'm a doorman, blah, blah, here's my puppet. He has, like, a ventriloquist thing going on with his other puppet. It's heavily implied that he has sex with that puppet. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of sexual tension between that man and the puppet. Also, the puppet is alive. <laughs> yeah, puppet. It's only shown once, but it is alive. Yeah. Also, yeah, they walk on, the puppet opens one eye, which is just unnecessary, I guess, since they're not going to see it. And it's not alive. I don't know. Guys, so they start going on, what's up, when do we? When do we get to the dog show? I, I keep waiting for that part. It's coming, buddy. It's coming. Did we? Much did like we, that puppet master to that. Yeah, it, puppet. It is, um, <laughs> you kept cutting out when we, when we were saying the name of the episode. I was hoping we were saying the dog napper one because that's the one I watched. Ruh-roh! <laughs> <laughs> was, was there some um, miscommunication? Maybe some Mr. Community. Did he actually? Did he actually part? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret, guys. It's a secret. <laughs> oh, we never communicated. So, moving on. <laughs> Daphne gives one of my favorite quotes of the episode, as she so often does. <laughs> and says, "These the puppet guy, the, the doorman is using the puppet to be a ventriloquist. And, uh, or whatever. She's, he's moving it around and showing them. They're all impressed. Daphne, completely <laughs> blank-faced, asks this man, Are you a puppeteer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you dumb bitch. Yes, he is. No, I just caught this little wooden man on these strings. <laughs> he's fighting me. Meanwhile, Shaggy in... His drug-induced haze wanders <laughs> off to find a drawer in this man's house, out of which is sticking a crisp $20 bill, which he pockets, <laughs> and he's like, oh, this must be counterfeit. He winks to the camera. <laughs> if we haven't established this, the violin case originally was filled with counterfeit money, so I guess they have some... Well, that was... To be fair, that was per Velma. No Yeah, they barely even saw yeah. it. So he, like, goes up to Fred, and he's like, Hey, I found this bill. We need to get out of here. At which case, Fred is the best at ending this conversation with this man who's just happily showing him his puppet. He's like, No, we have to leave. <laughs> and they take off. By the way, I think we kind of glossed over it, but to the way they established that the case was full of counterfeit money was insane. Also, and they'll roll it, like, Tony, don't they just say, like, Oh, it was counterfeit? Yeah, no, they feel it and they're like, oh, this is heavy. Well, no, they didn't even feel it. No, they didn't, because Scooby gave the Scooby and they lost it, so they never knew. No, they opened it first. Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah, yes. they had no idea. They, they were the no ones who clue. brought up the theory that it was counterfeit. Yeah, how did that get brought up? Uh, they were like, they were telling <laughs> Velma, hey, we, we, we found a violin case full of money, and she was like, ah, money must be counterfeit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, their, their stream of logic to determine that this is counterfeit money is hilarious, because they just kind of assume it is. 
and then they assume that this $20 bill is counterfeit as well, and they assume that they can take it because they assume it's evidence. <laughs> they all, I think they actually say they're going to use it, though, didn't they? Yeah, so then he's like, man, I could buy a pizza with this in the van. <laughs> and he goes okay. on to do so. Meanwhile, Velma takes a look at it, and she's like, okay, I'm going to determine if this is counterfeit or not. She determines that this is a genuine bill, but I they keep it anyway. I believe her words are genuine. Yes. Uh, so the uh, the plan then is well as most well. This guy's got money in his house. We better break in yeah, and steal go, more. We're going to rob this man. <laughs> so they go back. This time there is no there is no knocking game. No, they all. just walk right into this place. The dude is now asleep apparently, and they sneak right past him, not waking him up to give him back his twenty dollars. No, they're gonna raid this man's house because they assume oh, yeah. he's a counterfeiter. They're also their quest to find this is crazy. Listen, please describe us how they go around the house looking for clues. Well, they kind of <laughs> yes. So imagine if a bunch of traditional hippies got really high and were instructed to find something in a theater. They might just open doors and put on masks and. Disrupt everything and ruin a man's life. If we stay in one place long enough, I'm sure we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah, they actually say multiple times, Wow, I wish I could have a clue for a clue. That means there is like legitimately nothing in this house. <laughs> See those damn millennials, they just want everything handed to them. <laughs> they have no evidence to be in this house. <laughs> oh, no, no. They're no. here very illegally. They're just trying to get some of those sweet, sweet 20s. <laughs> by, by comparison, basically that's saying, Okay, I suspect. Expect this guy of having illegal stuff in his house. I'm just walking in and find it yeah. and uh, beat the shit out of this man in his own house. But they have like or... no reason to believe that this is counterfeit money. Oh yeah, they no, did no. not check the bills in the violin case to be counterfeit, and the bill that they did find in the house was genuine. But they assume <laughs> that they he said it there to throw them off because <laughs> yeah, that did. makes sense. Wow, that is crazy. I think this is evidence. We should buy a pizza with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's not- go to the malt shop, guys. <laughs> Is this about the time the horrifying monster shows up? Uh, well, by horrifying monster, I assume you mean the Viking, the pirate, and then the dog. <laughs> the Whoa, that was a bunch of monsters, but quantity does not beat quality. Also, the doorman may or may not be a puppet. <laughs> they find his head turned slightly, so they assume he's a puppet. Um, <laughs> he is a puppet. He was a puppet. He was a puppet the whole okay, time. So guys, let's eventually they see. Let, let me before you go, Bobby. Before before we get off off on a tangent here, let's talk about talking to a life size puppet face to face and thinking it's another human. Now, uh, yeah, these people have yeah. no sense of uncanny valley whatsoever. They had a, oh, they were high as shit. Yeah, they must have been high as shit <laughs> off of that twenty dollars that they stole. <laughs> Like, we can almost get half a puppet pizza with this. Pizza? Get mine with pepperoni. (laughs) Vegan pepperoni. Extra pepperoni. (laughs) So, they find... So, they run away from these puppets that are obviously puppets. Um, Which they can tell are... Well, no, they can't. They think that they're... Even the dog is a puppet. So, they pass three human-like puppets and can't tell... Yes, they do. Oh my goodness! But even though they couldn't tell that they were puppets, it was enough, not enough to ward them to leave this auditorium. Oh no, no, they're gonna keep looking for clues. No, they wanted that 
counterfeit evidence <laughs> to buy some so pizzas. They fi- I feel like this episode, I'm just going to go on a small tangent here. This episode defies everything that makes Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo. Like, there's no, the chasing that ensues with the, I don't even get to that, and then I'll start tangenting. So quickly, they meet a masked man, well not really masked, a guy in a cloak and a hat. And he basically says, get the fuck out of my house, as well he should. <laughs> you stole $20 from me. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> so he chases, he chases them into a cellar, and they, it gets dark. Okay, my tangent. In this episode, they never say meddling kids. They never have a like a funny chase scene with a Beach Boys theme in the background, or a Beatles theme. They don't really even have a monster. No, no monster, one. really. They don't have a big invention to capture the guy at the no, end. No good plan, definitely not. <laughs> Actually, this on the notes and trivia on the Scooby-Doo Wikio, on which I am a moderator of. I'm sorry, the moderator of. <laughs> this shh, is a secret. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first episode in which the villain is caught by the gang without any planning or forethought. The villain is caught through instinctive actions from Scooby and Shaggy. Also, this is the third episode to not have an unmasking. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get good. This is not a monster to unmask. No, it's no. just an old man. <laughs> Spoilers, but also... He wears a fedora. <laughs> yeah. Even so, like, they... Through explanation, they don't know that this guy is that guy until later. But then they tell the police officer that they figured it out before they caught him. But they totally didn't. So, going back to... Coming back to this cellar. The, they try to go out this door to get back on stage, and the masked man, who's probably 80 years old, he is 80 years old, steps on this thing, and Fred can't push him off himself. So the team pushes this man off together, and they're like, whoa, where did he go? And back to clue hunting, basically. <laughs> no, then the puppets come back, because oh, they're right. on the stage. Yeah. This time they remember. But this puppets. time, Velma can apparently determine what a human being actually looks like. <laughs> Oof, yeah. Well, they were coming should, out of it at that point. I believe, the, the high was starting to wear off. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. we had fun in this guy's house. It's time to go home. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> I believe that's when the chase ensues. The final well, chase, right? that was the final chase, if I well, recall no, Before that, they walk into the man's secret money printing room. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Tony, you should explain that, because I forgot about that part. <laughs> so to find this money printing room, they literally do what they've been doing all episode, and they stand around and just <laughs> let clues come to them. <laughs> At which point they walk through a heart case, and there it is, a money printing room. Also, there's a puppet with money in it. Why are they hiding money in the puppets? Who knows? And there's oh, yeah. no money in the violin cases. And there's no money in the violin cases. So the violin case that they dropped off at the beginning is like, oh, uh, what? I thought they were dropping it in violin cases. No, I guess it's puppets now. It really makes that whole plot irrelevant. It was actually It really going- does. The counterfeit money was actually going directly to Shaggy. That's that's a that's a secret of this episode. <laughs> he was actually their drug mule for a deal that happened down in Colombia, but uh, the drugs ever actually never left his lower intestine. They're still there to this day. <laughs> I like that real slow high, you know, like twenty years. <laughs> so the, the the exciting conclusion. Uh, they see this masked man running across the rafters of this. He's not toy. even masked. He's just in a oh, fedora. Yeah. No, he's just in a fedora. But he's in they dark. see him controlling the human-sized Viking and pirate. Right. Puppet. So 
another crazy plot twist that like every other Scooby-Doo episode doesn't have, but this one like, inexplicably does. Making it a great episode. Sure. <laughs> this will be discussed in depth at our super convention. Um, Scooby. Which convention? Of, oh yeah. Also no. <laughs> also no Scooby snacks in this episode. Well, no, there was one. When on the Scooby there was the there was the cellar um, that the guy was hiding in. And oh, so right. uh, Daphne was like, you don't have to do anything for this Scooby snack, and threw it down the cellar. <laughs> and then Scooby goes down there, and that man's nowhere to be found. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> that did happen. I forgot about that. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Yeah, on the wiki, wikia, it says Scooby snacks count one. Oh. They count Zoinks as zero and disguises as zero, referring to Scooby and Shaggy. Oh, oh, wow. No fish costume this time. No. <laughs> I that was so, so they long. They did put a mask on in this show, though. They did. They did. But That's not for a disguise. And, and Shaggy just... even dressed up like a monster. Yeah. yeah. That for a second. But anyway, they, uh, Scooby defies all his, like, fears and just runs up on these bounties and chases this man across the ceiling to which... Fred goes, I got this, unties a rope that he already knows is going to do the job, uh, the, the guy falls, and Shaggy proceeds to beat the shit out of him with a giant tuba. <laughs> um, yeah, this man's neck is probably, like, destroyed by having oh, yeah. this tuba shoved over his head. As I wrote in the inconsistency section of the wikia, Shaggy and Scooby are noticed noticeably less cowardly than usual in this episode. They don't protest about returning to the theater, splitting up and looking for clues, or express a desire to leave, and Scooby even chases after the villain at the end without incentive. Much like he does the ape man in Never Ape an Ape Man, <laughs> an episode that we covered last season. Now, I, can, I, can, I actually have an explanation. He does have intentions. And he knows as soon as the puppet master is gone. <laughs> that sweet female poodle. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what they're going to do. They have a bunch of human-sized puppets and a bunch of dog puppets and a load of money to buy some, quote, pepperoni pizzas with. <laughs> well, what else? They're just going to shack up, squat in this dude's theater and smoke a bunch of reefer and do these puppets. <laughs> as well, they should. A job well done. Speaking of which, is what the cop says to them as they hand over this man. Oh, yeah. They, they, by the way, big reveal. Uh, Tyler. The big reveal. Who was it the whole time? The doorman. The doorman. The no. one and only other character besides the gang in the show. Yeah. very well, We didn't know he was a character for a bit because he was a puppet briefly. Yeah, they um, briefly say that he's a puppet, but I guess he made a puppet of himself. To also probably have sex with. Yes. Oh, no, no doubt. So, there's no actual unmasking because they just... It's just a a sad old man with dementia in his theater. Committing a crime. Who they beat the shit out of him in his own house with no invitation. That's true. He was super old. He definitely broke a hip on that giant fall. Oh, yeah. So, he goes in the car... And the cop is like, good job, we really owe you guys one. They're really flooding the streets with these fake 20s. And and the gang, and Velma, like a cocky bitch, goes, oh yeah, it was really no big deal. We already knew, oh I'm sorry, he threw us for a loop at first with that puppet disguise. But what, oh god, what did she say? What really, what really gave him away was what? She said that, and then it was something inexplicable as to why. I think it was like once. 
Was this like once we we saw the other puppets or something like that? I don't know. This Jeepers, literally, you I think police it are sure to, bad at your job. This man knows how to use puppets. He did it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But, but she said it like they had figured it out already prior to the trap, in quotes, being laid. But they totally didn't because that just happened like in the middle of the big chase, the last like half the episode. It was fucking stupid. So, uh, and they're like, oh, what? They're like, oh, where's Scooby? And oh. he's wearing a... Sorry, go ahead. A weak ending to a flawless episode. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, perfect. Well, actually, uh, pardon me, this episode was one of four Scooby-Doo Where Are You episodes that were selected for the 1998 VHS Scooby-Doo's Greatest Mysteries by being voted most popular by the fans. No, that's impossible. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's on the wikia that I wrote, so those I think the- I would know. Winston, Winston, those are the normies. <laughs> those are the normies. Oh, oh no, it? don't tell them about the good episodes. Oh, Remember, you wrote that to throw them off. It was already <laughs> Sorry, I'm full of pepperoni. To all my secret fans, that's actually not the favorite, we just have that up there. The secret fans come to the convention, and uh, we'll tell you the real top. Yeah, we have the, the best VHS. It's called uh, Scooby's Secret Greatest Mysteries. If you tweet at me on Twitter asking me where the convention is, I'll pretend I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I'll still post the address. But I'll say it sarcastically so they don't know. It was also released on a so DVD what? in 2012, uh, in the European release, called Happy Spook Day, Scooby-Doo. Is that what it was? Yes, really? that's his that actual good? name. Oh my Happy God, Spook Day, dumb. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Rex Redham. On that note, that concludes our segment. And Winston has something else. No, we are all done. And next week, we are going to be covering our most requested episode, Bedlam in the Big Top, which features a scary clown and Daphne getting hypnotized. Not really sure why this oh. is requested so much. That's a crowd favorite at Secret Convention. <laughs> yeah, which, I actually which, have a lot of people on the server who bring it up. <laughs> it's in all the uh, 18 up panels. We, you know what's funny about the Secret Convention is there's only two costumes there. One is Gaffney and one is the Hypnotizer. No, don't forget human <laughs> scooby do. That's the most popular one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, but I never see a you never see a Fred, you never see a Shaggy. It's always that weird hypnotizer guy and Daphne. <laughs> Daphne's everywhere. Shh, guys, we're not supposed to no, talk about not. it. No, it's not. There's no secret convention. It's a secret. There totally is, though. No, I, I think Tyler went to Daphne last. It's a secret fan. Don't tell anyone. Um, you guys, Bobby, can you lead us out? With- Until then, we would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> and uh, I know that story was kind of long-winded, and I apologize, but it's been a, it's been quite the ride, and I was so glad to meet our friends Tony and and Winston and uh, whatever their names are, and then finally, after all that time waiting, we finally met. Our best player in the whole game. His name is Bill. And, and Bill, I mean, how did you feel when you met us first? When you started playing with us 15 episodes ago? True love only comes along once in a lifetime. Then that's that's that. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Clark the DM. This has been Bill. He's been with me the entire time. And you guys, you have an excellent day. We'll see you next week with some more dungeon delving. Back to the Dungeon of the Eight Doors. 
said, oh, you just weren't like kidding. Do you suppose that's the miner moaning? Well, like if I had a face like that, I'd moan too. Boy! <laughs> 